and homers podcast your home for all things lakers clippers dodgers and angels i'm your host derek with me as usual is your other host josh and today we're going to be talking about some laker basketball yes we're going to be uh wrapping up another week uh here we just finished watching the memphis grizzlies and the lakers go head to head for the second time in three days uh the lakers pulled out a 94 to 92 victory to improve to six and two uh, LeBron James led the way in points, rebounds, and assists with a 26-11-7 stat line. This man doesn't slow down. What are you seeing from the team, Derek, so far? Yeah, looking at LeBron's performance tonight, I don't know if you know, but in the first half, he was 2-for-8, and then um, he finished 11-for-20, meaning that in the second half, he was 9-for-12. And if you watch this game, you know the types of shots he was making were not, not layups. He was hitting – he had three fadeaways that were just, like, incredible. In your face. Yeah. Doing the he's too little sign to yeah. Dylan Brooks. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's just – he's just like the ageless wonder. You know, he's just still killing it and, um, you know, putting the Lakers on their back – on the back. In the last two games against the Grizzlies, he's really turned it on in the fourth quarter, um, scored a lot of points, uh, and really – just carried them to two wins over a pesky Grizzlies team. Even though without John Morant, you know, they're not that good, but mm-hmm. they still they saw some talent. Valanchunas and those guys are Yeah. Valanchunas did some work against the Lakers, but both games yeah. the Grizzlies stuck in there until the last minutes when Lakers pulled away both times. Um but just to note, we I said that they'd go four and one the next five games. Um they're already four and zero. Uh they're coming back home to Staples now. Uh, to play the Spurs coming up uh, before facing the Rockets. Um, they have looked kind of sluggish, though. I, I don't know if sluggish is the proper word, but they're not blowing teams out like they have the potential to in the early going. Yeah, I think that... Court, or go ahead. I think that the word you're looking for is, like, at times they look disinterested, you know? Bored. And it seems like, yeah, it seems like in the first two and a half, three quarters they'll kind of just float around and they become like this jump shooting team where they're not really trying to get to the basket, looking for contact. You can see that in the lack of free throws. They're not getting the benefit of the whistle for sure, but they're also not like forcing the issue by getting to the rim at will. They're settling for shots and they're, they got a lot of good shooters. So it's generally working for them. And then in the fourth quarter, they really like turn a switch and, and really, you know, play for the win, play hard. And I mean, you kind of, I think the, you see that a lot with LeBron James. And I think a lot of teams culture comes from their leader, you know, with like those Steph Curry warriors, we saw like mm-hmm. the whole team was fun just because of how fun he was. And so I think that this, you know, LeBron knows he doesn't have to play playoff level basketball for four quarters to win a game in the regular season, but it would be nice to have some games where he doesn't have to play in the fourth quarter, you know, like yeah. that Mavericks game on Christmas. Yeah, he still played 36 minutes two nights ago and then 34 today. Yeah. Uh, so definitely t- keep track of the minutes. Um, despite that, they still have, um, in the Western Conference, they lead the 
plus minus they're outscoring opponents by an average of 10 points a game um a league best i want to say or almost top of the league not league best yeah 114 a game and then allowing 104 which is second to uh the 76ers so despite all that they're still keeping things they have the second best defense right now in the league that's impressive and i i don't think their defense has been especially mind-blowing so far Mm -hmm. um you know we had that stat last podcast where anthony davis still hadn't blocked a shot um Mm -hmm. he's had back-to-back games of three steals and three blocks blocks. which is really impressive to get both of those in a game if you look at the list of they showed on um the spectrum broadcast tonight that he was ninth all time in games with 49th time doing that right yeah and he just passed like kareem and uh you know guys ahead of him are like garnett elijah Wan. he's you know up there with some elite companies so um he's really turned on one thing that's been really interesting to me is Kyle Kuzma is kind of this like shot blocking power forward now. I know. You know he's averaging over a block a game in the rest of his career. He's only averaged about 0. 0.3, 0. 0.4 blocks a game. So mm-hmm. he's almost tripling his production in that category. And he's kind of helping the Lakers, you know, stay, you know, they lose JaVale McGee. They lose Dwight Howard. Those are two guys that get you a lot of blocks. You're replacing with Montrez who plays a little lower to the ground. So, um, Kyle Kuzma is stepping up and helping to protect the basket. Mm-hmm. Um, that definitely helps. I've seen Kuzma chase down. He's been really active on yeah. uh, the fast break, especially trying to slow down teams' fast break. Um, another thing I want to touch on is we have seen Wesley Matthews start to hit some shots. Yes. He's been making him fall recently, and it's looked really nice and added another weapon to this Lakers' deadly offense. Um, I mean, where do you want to start? We can talk about his six-for-six six performance. Right. Uh, going for that. He is starting to look like the Wesley Matthews that the Lakers thought they were going to get and maybe an even better version of him. Yeah. And the impressive thing is like, he doesn't need to be, you know, he's not a starter. He doesn't need to be one of the best players. It's just one of those guys that if he's on, he's a valuable weapon. And if he's off, he's just got to be a good defender. And, um, you know, the Lakers have gone on this win streak with a largely without KCP who's missed the last two and a half games and Alex Crusoe's missed a lot of games. So, their shooting guard depth has been pretty thin because, yeah. I mean, that's basically their starting shooting guard and their backup, you know, I guess he's kind of a combo guard, Caruso. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, once those two guys get back, which it sounds like they'll be back maybe Thursday or Friday, um, mm-hmm. this team gets a lot deeper, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so right now, Wesley Matthews is shooting 45% from three. Wow. That's not sustainable. Um, but a thing I did want to note is that he's averaging 3.1 attempts per game. Uh, that's a career low. His last career low was last year. He averaged 4.4. Huh. Um, his entire career, he typically averaged between six, five to six shots a game from there. Yeah. Uh, right now, he's only averaging three. I know he's not gotten a ton of minutes. He's gotten 19 minutes a game. Um, I would think that he'd want to shoot more, or Vogel might lean on him to shoot more than just three threes a game, uh, considering his track record. I think if you look – I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I can't prove this, but – I think in the last four or five games, he shot a couple more. In the first four games, I think he was only shooting two a game. So I think it's going up a little bit. But, um, yeah, also I think that's just um, uh, a result of him playing less minutes coming off the bench. Um, But I guess, yeah, that's something definitely to keep an eye on. Is he going to be able to keep getting the shots up? And, I mean, if they're falling at over 40%, which, like, 45 is probably unsustainable, but – maybe 40, 41%, like that's not 
that's not super unrealistic since he's going to be getting such wide open looks with playing with LeBron and AD. Uh, yeah, that could be really and, beneficial. And then I, I, I don't, I don't know if this is fair, but I keep viewing him as a Danny Green's equivalent or his replacement. Yeah. Um, so last year, Danny Green shot, I believe, thirty three percent as a career low. Yeah, um, I could be wrong, but if he's hitting at even thirty eight percent, the deal he signed at three million for one year is a steal. Yeah, for so. sure. Definitely. And, um, you know, another thing that I've been looking at is like Dennis Schroeder has been, uh, you know, he's had a couple of rough games in a row, in my opinion. He's been kind of inefficient. Um, I think tonight he shot five of 15 from the field, which is, you know, not the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that once, as he gets more and more um, mm-hmm. familiar with LeBron's game and AD's game, I think that this team just has like a lot of upside that they really haven't even shown for a full you know, for full stretches yet. Yeah, and I think we're DMing about this too earlier, Derek, uh, with Schroeder, is that I feel like Schroeder, there's like possessions where it's just, okay, Schroeder's going to ISO. Yeah. Or pick and roll. Okay, Schroeder's going to shoot a Florida or go to the lane. Yeah. Um, Or he's just going to shoot a three. And he's not moving the ball as much at times as I think fans would want or the team would want. But there have been times too where he's hitting and he's dropping 25, 22 a night. Yeah. So. And it seems like, you know, I've seen a lot of people talk about, could he be like a, a legitimate third star? And I think that like come playoff time, he he could be because even though his offense is, you know, it started off really good. So I don't want to say like he's been struggling all year because I think for the most part, he's been really good. But his defense has been really solid all year, especially for a guy with like limitations of not being that tall, you know, mm-hmm. or being able to jump that high. Like he's still been very like tenacious and getting into guys, trying to, you know, he forced a eight-second violation, uh, I think, in the first game against the Grizzlies. That was just, like, super impressive. Like, I think it was um, uh, Bane on the Grizzlies, you know, the young guy, second-round pick, tr- bringing the ball up, and Schroeder just, like, forced him to take nine seconds, you know, and, and just turn the ball over. So um, I think if he can put up, like, 18 points a game, 19 points a game, for a long stretch, like you could see him turn into like a legitimate third star. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I guess you'd define star. Um, definitely, I see Schroeder as a guy that can average 19, 20 right. uh, when need be, uh, especially come playoff time. Um, he has been efficient, but he's also that guy that can get his own bucket, which I think the Lakers desperately need um, and will be a huge help. Um, I, I, I am concerned. I, I hate to say this, knock on wood, about LeBron's health. Um, I just had a feeling in my stomach watching him play. He's been a beast, but I don't want to see Father Time catch up to him. So yeah. hopefully uh, Caruso can come back, Pope can come back, and things will get rolling. Yeah. Um, but we are going to transition into our next segment. Yeah, um, all in, right? All in. Our new segment, all in. Yeah, we're all in. Um, well, I have an over-under for you, Derek. Okay, perfect. Yeah, hit me. Okay, so this one is not related to Lakerland, but Steph Curry, as you know, dropped 62 points uh, a couple days ago, career high. Right. Um, and I saw this stat or this question online, which I thought was really interesting. So do you think that Curry will have three or more 40-point games for this season? Three or more 40-point? Yeah, i say yes. I would say he has at least three over or I think I'll have more than three, uh, 40 point games. Okay. How about three 50 point games? 
Uh, I'll say no on that. I'd one. say no. Okay, yeah. Yeah. We're on the I same said, I say maybe, maybe he hits 50 one more time. I don't know, but maybe that's selling him short. Maybe – I mean, he, he wasn't even like – he didn't – it's not like he hit like 13 threes, you know. He, he might still eight, have eight one of those threes. games. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot, but it's not like – you know, he could still hit like five more and, and like make it a crazy game. So, I'll say he gets one more 50-point game and like three or four more 40-point games. Okay, I'm feeling you on that one too. We'll have to see. The way their lineup's constructed right now. Yeah. Definitely. Right, no, go ahead. No, yeah, I've got a couple of uh, over-unders for you. My first mm-hmm. one, and kind of the main one, is I've been really impressed with, you know, even though LeBron's not getting to the free throw line, um, I think he's shooting a career low in free throws per game. He has been shooting uh, fairly well, um, about 76% on them so far this season. Mm-hmm. And for the last couple of seasons, he's been under 70%. So... My question to you is, do you think this is just a hot start? Um, or do you think that he will end the season over 70%? Or will his free throw percentage begin with a 60 again this season? Um, I believe that he will end at 71%. All right. Um, I don't think it'll be at 75 or 76. Um, I'm pulling up his basketball reference page right now because it's actually yeah. really interesting. Um, after tonight, I, when I calculated it, it was like 75.6%. Um, the last two seasons, his yeah. percentage has been um, 69% and then 66.5%. Yeah. Um, so, you know, before that, before those two seasons, he was generally like, you know, a mid 70s shooter, mm-hmm. um, even reaching like high 70, 78, 77, 76, mm-hmm. 77, um, a lot in his career. So, you know, so at some point in his career, he just got this like mental block. But I think that he's going to finish, like, I just have this feeling that he's going to end up at, like, 73%, 73.5%, something, like, really very pretty respectable, you know? I mean, obviously, it's not that mm-hmm. 80, 85 that other guys have shot, but, you know, when, when you do everything that LeBron does, like, not being the best free throw shooter in the league is not really, You'll like, live. I don't really care about that. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess, another over-under for you. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at this page right now. LeBron is averaging 5.4 free throws a game, which would be career low. Um, yeah. He set a new career low the previous season at 5.7. Uh, do you see him eclipsing the 5.7 mark this season, or is he setting a new career low in free throw attempts? I don't know. That's, that's really interesting because there's a couple of big factors that play into that. First is that he's averaging two and a half less minutes a game. So that's, you know, that's a pretty substantial amount of time than last year, which is, was already a career low last year. So um, there's that. And then there's also the fact that we see him shooting a lot more threes, a lot more jump shots, mid-range shots, and not really attacking the basket. Um, I think as a way to, like, make sure he's staying healthy mm-hmm. and, um, and all that. So I would say that it's going to be – I think it's going to be between what he's shooting now and what he's shooting last year. And it's going to be, like, five and a half – Last okay. year was 5.7. I think it'll be – I don't think it'll be much more. I don't think he'll go back over six, but I think it's mm-hmm. going to be around there. And I think he gets fouled a lot more. Yeah. Like, if you watch Trey Young's games, and I love Trey Young, you touch that guy and it's a foul. He's been averaging like 15 and a half free throws a game. And LeBron, like, you could run him over Smack with a truck and it would yeah. be a, uh, a no call. So Well, I think yeah, if we'll you want to talk see. physics and inertia – 
yeah. Trey Young, 180, he's fine. <laughs> You're not moving 260 too easy. Yeah, that's um, true. But definitely, I, I would think that this year will be a career low for him. Um, you talked about the jump shots a lot. I think we've both seen him pass the ball more, take a lot of jump shots. He's driving to the lane maybe four or five times a game uh, if yeah. necessary. And then even then, he's never been known as one to get calls. Um, even last year, they filed a complaint with the NBA office. Um, there's plenty of times where you could easily claim that that's a foul um, and the foul is not be right. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. could he average eight free throws a game? Realistically, yes, but I, I'd see him at five points. Yeah, and it's like four. once the playoffs come, like in the playoffs, he will be averaging eight, you know? Yeah. I'm not sure. I can check. Let me see what he averaged last year in the playoffs. Um, but uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll take too long to get there. But he, uh, I, I know he will be uh, – okay, let's see. Yeah, last year was over seven free throws a game in the playoffs. And, you know, he shot over 70 or 72%. So, um, you know, once it, once it matters and he's going to be attacking switches every single time, um, you know, he'll get back up there. It's just that in the regular season he plays less minutes and he's going to shoot more floaters and more – um, you know, avoid contact, which I think is probably beneficial in the long run. Yeah, uh, definitely. The one thing that just perplexes me, and I've seen this with uh, Russell Westbrook too, is that guys were decent free throw shooters in the past. Uh, LeBron shot uh, 78% in 08-09 on 9.4 attempts per game. And that number's dropped to 66 at his lowest. Yeah. And so as he's gone on, he's actually become a worse shooter. Uh, from the free throw line, which is interesting to me at least. But yeah, I think it's I think a mental thing. Guys like Russell Westbrook who have just completely fallen off from like 80s to 60s. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I don't know what it is because like I can't imagine LeBron has like mental blocks because of how good he's been for how long. But mm-hmm. it seems like just that free throw line is tough for him. He kind of changes up his approach. You can see like sometimes he leans back, sometimes he leans forward. Uh, you know, sometimes he takes the full 10 seconds that they give you at the line mm-hmm. and sometimes it's a little bit faster. So like, it seems like he's tinkering with it a lot, kind of like a, you know, a baseball player tinkering with his batting stance. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think that, you know, as he ages, maybe he'll, you know, calm down with that and, and get back to that, like low to mid 70% mark. And especially in the playoffs, again, when it matters, he's going to be attacking the rim, going to be drawing fouls, going to be getting the call. And, you know, it's going to be a little bit different. So, mm-hmm. but during the regular season, we don't really want him getting, you know, fouled and thrown to the floor Smack, five yeah. times a game, 10 times a game. He's you know? not 22 anymore. Yeah, exactly. That's a national so, treasure now. Yeah. So <laughs> let's just, um, while we wrap up a little bit, let's look ahead to the next couple of games. On Thursday night, the Lakers will be back at Staples Center playing the San Antonio Spurs, who are, um, uh, who they beat twice uh, at in San Antonio recently. And then Friday night, they will play the Chicago Bulls, um, you know, one of the very bad teams in the NBA. So Probably um, bottom three, four. Yeah, and then they go to face the Rockets twice. So in those four games, um, San Antonio, Chicago, Houston, Houston, um, and two of those are back-to-back, what do you – what – would you like their record to be? Do you think they can go three and one? Um, do you think they can clean sweep four and zero? Oh? Uh, I would say their ceiling is going to be uh, three and one, and their floor is going to be two and two in these games. Um, I am grateful that they are playing the Bulls on a back to back. Typically, yeah. teams on back to backs. 
um, the losing percentage is around 75%, I believe. Yeah. Um, so Houston though, uh, they're just a weird team. Always been a weird team. Uh, they have John Wall healthy now. They have DeMarcus he's good. back. He, he's looked pretty good. I haven't seen too many of his highlights. Yeah. Um, but I do see a more fast-paced team, a team that's a little bit more reckless, do giving the Lakers the, some kind of trouble. And if they do become stagnant, it'll be game one of the Western Conference semifinals all over yeah, again. Yeah, true. Um, but I could see them. They've just – the way they've played the, the Grizzlies, if they play the Spurs like that, again, they've played the Spurs now three times and – 12 days um they're pretty we'll be done with it (laughs) we won't play them again the rest of the season they'll be done with it if they can sweep the season series that'd be awesome they just sweep the season series against the grizzlies um i'll say three and one for the next week yeah if i had to guess i would say that um lebron won't play on friday night on the second game of a doubleheader or a back-to-back um against chicago at home you know um but maybe he will but either he or ad might sit out if they got any nagging injuries you know rest mm-hmm. up um i'm kind of surprised lebron played in that first back-to-back um so early in the season but you know he's got that mentality where if i'm healthy i'm gonna play and mm-hmm. maybe that stays throughout the whole season but i just have a feeling that you know that'll be what uh like nine ten games of the season a seventh of the way through the season so like maybe get him one night off his feet and then yeah. go back hard in those houston games but I, again even without lebron against those chicago bulls like it's not like the Lakers don't have a shot to win that game. So I think they'll go three and one. And I do think it's possible they, that they could sweep this. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's probably one of those Rockets games where John, or, uh, James Harden goes off. Goes so we'll have, to, 45. we'll have to see how that goes. Um, exactly. And with the Rockets, I think just the way the NBA is set up this year, if you're playing teams back-to-back nights or every other night, yeah. but it's the same idea. Um, I, it's much harder to beat the same team twice. Right. It is a mental game too. Uh, the Rockets, Christian Wood's been really nice for them, actually. Really good. Um, that's a big surprise. Awesome contract. They should definitely try to keep him at any cost, possible price. But um, I would say 3-1, and one, and I see them losing the game on the 10th, if I had to take my prediction. That's the first, is that the first game against That's the, the first game against the Rockets. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. All right, well... We will keep you updated. Uh, we got some new Dodger news, um, filling in that bullpen, mm-hmm. re-signing Blake Trinan. So that's really exciting. Maybe we'll have a little NL West um, update podcast about the Padres moves and the Dodgers moves mm-hmm. um, coming up soon. But until then, we'll be watching some Lakers basketball, uh, watching the MLB hot stove, and uh, just enjoying the sports. Cold stove, if you want to call it that. That's true. Because baseball doesn't know how to conduct a proper free agency. Not not so much. (laughs) But anyways, thank you for listening to the LA Hoops and Homers podcast. Please uh, rate, subscribe, follow us, do all that stuff. And uh, we will be back very soon to talk to you again. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day.